Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ads. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> So, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The <laughs> Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the That's ad. The ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. Chuckleheads, this week on Horror Movie Night, we're discussing Night of the Creeps. Whether you're a Nazi, a cripple, or an emotionally broken detective that masks his pain with comedy, everybody's welcome. Adam primed and ready to go with his shitty impressions to make some shitty jokes. Scott's ready to blow his pop stand and go get done, dudes. And me, I'm just happy I don't have a mouthful of slugs. With us today is Don, who obviously has slugs on the brain when he picked this movie and is just bursting at the seams to talk about it. Don, thank you for joining us to talk about Night of the Fucking Creeps. Happy to be here, guys. Night of the Creeps! (laughs) Okay, Don, why did you pick this movie? I picked it. (laughs) I picked it because uh, if I was going to have you three guys over, this is the kind of thing I would throw on. It's a good choice. It's pretty funny. It's got, like, emotional depth to it. And it pays homage to, like, a lot of the shit that we all like. All right, let's get started. So, the movie kicks off with a bunch of aliens. And I remember the first time I watched this movie, I immediately thought I was watching the wrong movie. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, I, I thought that, and then I was like, this, this was my revelation. This is what Ewoks look like if they had alopecia. <laughs> <laughs> so, so these aliens drop a vessel to Earth that contains these slugs. And then we jump into a black-and-white 50s setting where two teenagers in college are killed by an escaped lunatic, but not until after they find the slugs. And I know deep down in my heart that the second that there was some 50s doo-wop and black-and-white cinematography, (laughs) that Scott's dick got super hard. That's exactly why I chose it. (laughs) 
My penis thanks you. And then, <laughs> and then it, it cut from the 50s to the 80s, and me and Matt went from 6 to midnight. <laughs> so, yeah, so we jump into the 80s, and this is where we meet JC, who is a kid with crutches, and Chris, who's our hero. And it's been a long time since I watched this movie, and for some reason, I always remembered JC as being like this obnoxious kid, kind of like Evil Ed is in, in Fright Night. But he's no, actually dude, kind dude. of awesome. Like, he has the best lines in the movie. Yeah, and he's, he's like the greatest guy. wingman ever. Yeah. yeah. He is. He's an amazing wingman. Can I, can yeah. I admit something to you guys? Sure. I didn't notice that he had crutches for, like, the first 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> How the fuck? <laughs> it wasn't until they were on the way to the, like, cryogenics lab that I was like, where do you get those crutches from? Why is he, is he just, like, playing around? Is this, like, a joke? Is he doing a bit? Or, like, what's going on? I'm pretty confident the opening shot of Chris and JC yeah. is a shot of crutches hitting the ground. Yeah. Yeah, this was Adam. He's like... God damn, why is that guy taking so long catching up? <laughs> so Chris has fallen in love with Cindy, and uh, I don't blame him because she's fucking stunning. And he <laughs> follows her into a frat party, and for Chris and JC to get closer to Cindy, they decide to pledge to be betas. Bulletproof plan. Bulletproof. So they were both a, a couple of betas before they ever... <laughs> <laughs> So they're they're given the assignment to steal a dead body and put it at the steps of a different dorm. And in doing so, they accidentally release the frozen corpse of the teenage boy from the 50s sequence, and they run away. Now enters Tom Atkins. Although for some reason in this movie, they call him Detective Ray Car- Carmen. Cameron. <laughs> Cameron. Shit. Uh, Who- Matt is not really one for getting names right. So oh, Matt barely... I know. He, he barely gets his own fucking name yeah. right. Don't worry about it. Uh, so he's he's a haunted cop who discovered the bodies of the two slain teenagers in the 50s sequence. So the corpse falls outside of the sorority and his skull bursts open and releases all these slugs. Chris and JC are later questioned about the break-in, which they admit to doing, but say they never touch the corpse. Eventually, zombies begin to rise, including the axe murderer from the 50s, who looks fucking awesome in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And Tom Atkins must join with Chris and Sydney to fight the zombies. Sadly, JC is killed in the bathroom, which is possibly the most devastating I've been at the loss of a character in a movie in like a really long time. Oh shit, that's so depressing. Yeah, when when Don said that it has emotional depth to it, there's really just that scene. But man, that scene fucking hits you. Oh, hard. Dude, there's That's Ray good. Cameron's entire character in subplot. Yeah, no, right. no, no, no. Uh, the whole time that he was telling <laughs> that story about what happened in the fifties, all I could think about was uh, fucking Doctor Giggles and the guy being like, "You see this?" <laughs> <laughs> The best part of JC's death scene, though, is did you guys read any of the graffiti in the bathroom? Oh, yeah. One of them says something about Monster Squad. Yeah, it says, go Monster Squad. Another one just says, Striper Rules. Do you know the story behind Striper Rules? (laughs) Yeah, the set designer was dating the lead singer of Striper at the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, Google that band. Yeah, oh, I know who Striper is. (laughs) Wary night. Wary not, man. To Hell with the Devil is absolutely right, Scott. So good. Uh, so the next night, a bunch of college kids are preparing to go to a school formal dance, and that's when Chris gets a message. Which I mean, okay, JC dying in the uh, in the bathroom is rough. 
Chris listening to the message from JC is fucking devastating. And it's just him kind of sending him a message before he dies to tell him that he figured out that he can kill the slugs with heat. Most of the betas get killed and or are zombified, but still arrive at the sorority, giving the movie its tagline. Dates are here. Or the good news is your dates are here. The bad news is they're they're dead. dead. Eventually, they trick all the slugs into going into the sorority because of a storage of brains in the basement. Because um, that's not like that's, that's, that part for me was like you know what it's a B movie I'm gonna let it ride. But if, <laughs> if it was trying to be serious, I'd be like, come on. When I was watching the scene where she's like, hey, is it okay if I store these here? And she was like, what are they? They're like their brains. And she was like, they're, are are they human brains? And I was like, oh no, she's gonna say they're like whatever pig brains or something. But she just like avoided the question and i was like wait are they really fucking so they get the slugs into the basement detective cameron sacrifices himself to blow up all the slugs and depending on which version of the movie you watched there's either a jump scare at the end of the credits involving a dog or there's the the original theatrical version that's the theatrical that lame yeah that's the theatrical that's also the one that the director hates yeah or there's the director's ending, which is that the burnt-to-a-crisp body of Detective uh, Cameron crumbles to the ground, his skull bursts open, some slugs go into the local graveyard, but before they can take over any of the dead bodies, the aliens return to retrieve their slugs. No, they're looking for... The, actually, the, uh, the... Yeah, it was supposed the, to set up for a sequel, like an Aliens yeah. versus Zombies sequel, yeah. which would have been fucking awesome. Um, uh, I could have done without the aliens. I mean, I understand the point of them for the exposition at the beginning, but truly, I think the sequel with the aliens would have been fucking boring. The only other note I have in here is, and this shouldn't shock anybody, but you know, we talked about this last week, how this is one of the three movies that Fred Decker made after yeah. the movie he made Monster Squad. <laughs> so beyond the Go Monster Squad... There is a line that Detective Cameron says that was literally reused in Monster Squad. What's he say? It's the scene where they're standing in the cryogenic lab and he goes, 20-year-old dead guys don't just get up and walk away by themselves! Which, (laughs) they redo that line in Monster Squad with the the mummies. (laughs) Same delivery and everything, just changing the year how long the dead body's been there. I'd like to point out another awesome line that happens in that uh, scene. Are sure. you going to take care of this, or am I going to have to play Pooh Patrol with your nightstick? <laughs> <laughs> he has got some wicked one-liners in this movie. Yeah, but if he had said thrill me one more time, I think I would have fucking pulled my own eyes out. <laughs> You're not yeah, going to answer the phone with that now? Well, I already did. That's why I'm angry. Yeah, he's, he's, he's stole my line. So I know that I love this movie. I don't think I love it more than Monster Squad, but that's got a whole lot more to do with growing up on Monster Squad. And, uh, and not also, seeing... Monster Squad is pretty untouchable. Like, can we can we do Monster Squad for Horror Club or for Horror Movie Night now? I I think we absolutely should. If if nothing else, do it as like one of our Halloween episodes one year because that is a great movie that we could talk about for hours. So you mean this year? Uh, well, we, we can put it in the running. I, I mean, we have two other pieces of garbage gold that we could discuss that we were talking about, but we won't say that right here. So let's let's talk about this movie. So we so we went through the plot line, and I, I I really do love this movie. And I think what I like about this movie is that, I mean, especially in the first ten minutes, it really does just like hop from genre to genre to genre, but it doesn't feel. 
like it doesn't feel forced that it combines like I mean the aliens feel a little forced, but like the combination of a fifties axe murderer slasher story blending into this zombie story kind of makes sense and works. It actually adds to what I think is like the best scene in the movie where the uh the sorority house mother's watching Plan Nine from Outer Space and that yes. axe just starts bursting through the floor and she's just sitting there terrified of what's happening. I was like how are you falling asleep? Your shoes are on. That was that was like the most important thing for me in that scene. You've never fallen asleep with shoes on? Not nice shoes like that. Those are so uncomfortable. He doesn't drink too much. Oh, yeah. drinking? Okay. Well, she has to, you know, den mother for a sorority. So, yeah, I think she's probably drinking. Yeah, she has to den mother it up, and she seems to be captivated by Plan 9 from outer space. <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't alcohol, it was definitely prescription <laughs> medication. I don't know. I, I, I think the people that made this movie 110% either one way or the other knew exactly what they were doing or had no fucking idea what they were doing. But either way, it turned out amazing. Like, they they either went into this being like, it's going to be a little bit of everything, we're just not going to give a shit. Halfway through, Axe Guy's going to come back for no discernible fucking reason. It was either intentional, or they started writing the script and just bumbled their way into every amazing scene like along the way. They're like, okay. It must be that. It has to be that because this movie could be such a shit show otherwise. I don't, it's just but, a happy accident. But I don't know because if you look at the movie that Fred Decker wrote before this, because this was his second writing job but first directing job. Robocop? And, and Monster Squad. No, 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 oh. no. Robocop was the last thing he did. He wrote House with William Catt, which also like... like House, the Vietnam... Yeah, yeah, the the ding-dong, you're dead. And he wrote and directed Monster Squad, so it seems like he enjoys doing these movies where there's, like, two or three different things that shouldn't connect together. Like, House isn't a huge success, but, like, credit to him for being like, I'm going to make a Haunted House movie, but I'm also going to make it about, like, a dude dealing with his memories of Vietnam. Like, it... Like, it shouldn't have both of those things going at the same time, but he tries to force it to work. And Monster Squad's got this weird, like, hey, we're going to do a movie that pays tribute to, like, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, but also it's going to be like a Little Rascals movie. Like, he loves to, to meld these things. So I think he went into this with every intention of, like, I want to blend a modern 80s zombie film with a 50s urban legend of the axe murder getting the teenagers and see if I can make it work. I was a little confused with that. Um, I I don't know if I mentioned this, but it was my first time watching it. So excited. It was such a good flick. A great pick, for sure. But I was just a little confused by the way that the axe murderer was presented. I thought that he was the original creep. So... I don't know. I, no, I, 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 I understand that now, but I'm just a little... Yeah, yeah, the, the, sl- the slug got the boyfriend, and I think he may have got the girl too, but the slug definitely got the boyfriend. The axe murderer killed the girl. The detective Ray shows up, kills the axe murderer because he used to date the girl, decides that he's not even going to report the dead body and just bury it. So when the slugs come back and they burrow underground, they find the dead body. No, 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 no. Yeah. I got that part. That that's that's fine. But who did they ever explain who was the original creep? Like I, I feel like I just missed that part. It was the, the boyfriend. The boyfriend. The, he definitely. Oh, was... oh, the boyfriend. Like, re, like somehow got away. 
and got eaten or got turned into a, a, the first creep. And then while he's gone, the girlfriend gets turned into or gets gets killed by the maniac. Is that is yeah. that right? Well, yes. The, boy, the boyfriend found that pod, right? And then it jumped into his mouth. So right at that point, he became the first creep. Okay, sorry. I, I don't know. If you look back to the spaceship too, right? The one, the guy, like the little alien guy who... Who set the pod to her? He had glazed eyes too, so he was infected as well. You know what? This isn't even the most convoluted part of this plot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I do have this question because I've always I, I love James Gunn and I love the movie Slither, but I do not believe for one damn second how many times James Gunn <laughs> says he never heard of or had seen Night of the Creeps before oh, he wrote he's Slither. Totally oh shit. <laughs> That's absolutely. He's like, nope, never saw it. Uh, it wasn't until I had finished making Slither that someone was like, "Hey, did you know you ripped off Night of the Creeps?" Like, <laughs> he's such a great troll. He's he mad. I'm like, he's just so fun. Can we talk about PG porn eventually? Because I, I would. <laughs> yeah, we can always. There's always time for PG porn. <laughs> <laughs> there's always room for PG porn. Even though it kind of slows down your computer and fucks up everybody's night. <laughs> that wasn't PG porn, everybody. <laughs> so, Don, let's let's go with you for a second. What are some of your favorite moments from this movie? Oh, there's so many. I just wanted to mention, like, you know, the how you guys were saying it might not be intentional. Yeah. Uh, one reason I think it's intentional is because he supervised the script. Decker did. And also, if you did, you guys realize like the or recognize the names of all the characters? Yeah, they're all uh, the last names of different horror filmmakers. Yeah, there's like Hooper, Carpenter, Romero, and, like so many. So that's why I think it's totally intentional. I think there's even a Craven in there. R.I.P. Is there? I think so. Maybe. Hopefully. Craven would have been at least moderately popular at this point. There's like five movies that do that, though, isn't there? Yeah. I don't know who the originator was. I don't know, Don, but you're going to have your hands full annotating this entire discussion of ours for once you're the, you're helping. Well, I didn't even fucking read. I should be, like, jotting these down right now. Yeah, there's a, there's going to be – you're going to have a long-ass fucking list on this one, and you've got no one to blame but yourself, yeah. Don. <laughs> so yeah, so if we don't have if we don't have anything else really to to discuss do we want to dive into to Adam's notes cuz god knows he has plenty. Yep, yes. I do have notes tonight. So these are the notes for Night of the Creeps. So this uh, the opening intro font moved a little too fast for me, but I think it said the night we made crepes. I think that's what it said. <laughs> it's not like the intro font it took so 15 spooky. minutes to appear. Uh, so we're 29 seconds into this movie, and it might be the best thing we ever watched. Um, <laughs> can, can, why can't the whole movie just be about pissed off, naked, garbage pail kids? I want to I wanna see that. <laughs> Like, Scott said he doesn't want to see a sequel. Fuck yeah, get that. I want that. You guys are such gomers sometimes. Gomers. Are you sure? That's like such a, a Canadian thing to say. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no. Come on, that was a 50s thing. It was for Gomer Pyle from whatever show that was. I only know it from Simpsons references. <laughs> God damn it, Johnny. The woman wants you to go back to the point and fondle her breasts. What the fuck? <laughs> Um, also, speaking of points, does this movie have one? Because it's all over the fucking place. I have no idea what's going on. So apparently this frat house has three rooms. There's the fancy uh, dance club room. There's a biker bar. And there's like a literal heroin den. 
one, one of the rooms, it's got like it's got like trophies and stuff all over it, but there's just gross looking people in gross looking lighting with gross looking furniture. And I'm like, oh, this is the room. This is the room where everybody moves away from the rest of the party. Chris, Chris up until this point has been a total fucking whiner. And that scene where JC rips him a new asshole is pretty amazing, even though he flubbed every single one of his lines in that scene. <laughs> There's no time for second takes. No, apparently not on this movie. So the detective, we meet the detective and he has that dream. And, and in his dream, he's the same age as he was in, the, in this present time. And I thought for a second the movie was trying to tell me that this guy hadn't aged in 27 years. But <laughs> He's actually I, Doctor Who. He is a time <laughs> lord. Yeah, it's wibbly wobbly stuff, you know. I don't know what are what the fu- what are frats and sororities? Do these exist in real life? Yeah, these- yes. I went to college. They do exist. Not in Canada. They're not in Canada. Oh, you guys are lucky. Canada yeah, just got enough. Anything. Yeah, it's it's where a bunch of stuck up girls and a bunch of douchey jockey guys uh, spend their college career. Yeah. Listen. So basically, wait, wait, hold on a second, hold on a second. Can we pause for? <laughs> We have discussed Revenge of the Nerds on how many episodes and... Not as many as Rape Squad. (laughs) And and Adam is just now being like, wait, are frets real? (laughs) No, I I understand that they're real, but I'm having a hard time. I have a lot of questions about this. Do, Do you pay rent to live in a frat house? No, I don't think so. You're asking two people who definitely were never invited into a frat house. Wait, Matt, were you not date a game of pie? Were you not like, all date? <laughs> I wasn't even a tri-lamb. <laughs> uh, are, are you guys, can you like live with girls in these? Sorry, Scooter. That went out in the 50s. We no longer swill sherry and screw goats for fun. <laughs> Please tell me you know what that reference is. What the? I want to know who's doing construction on the other end. Uh, no, I think Don is actually a robot and just had to reconfigure. <laughs> I just had to reboot that again. <laughs> uh, earlier, it sounded like he calibrating humans. <laughs> earlier, it sounded like somebody was whittling a piece of wood on the other end. I don't know if that was you. That was too, actually uh... me doing my best Pinocchio masturbating sound. <laughs> I literally got up and closed the curtains. <laughs> Don't look at me! <laughs> I'm fucking sorry, alright? <laughs> it's alright. I've, I've been on a houseboat before. Those curtains are loud as fuck. I get it. You do live on a houseboat, right? Anyways, on to the next note. So the, the guy comes back to the sorority house wherever where he was 27 years ago. And he, he... One, he somehow gets to the second story and gets to that chick's window... And two, the way that it was cut, it showed him standing on the balcony and then a bunch of the uh, slugs falling through the grates of the balcony. And I, I had never seen this before either, Scott, so I didn't know that their heads burst and that's where the slugs came from. So I thought he was shitting out slugs. Why <laughs> <laughs> weren't they? <laughs> Do you know how good this movie would have been if they shat them out of their asses? Like, like, I, uh, you're infected. <laughs> I I promise you, if late '80s, early '90s Peter Jackson made this movie, they would have been shitting out the slugs. So, anyways, the the cops then show up. They are looking through the crime scene and all that stuff. There's one cop that says the line. Um, 
stay back, girls. You don't want to see this. Now, this is after they've completed literally every step of finishing up this crime scene up until the point of zipping up the body bag. And every one of these girls has seen everything that happened. And then after they zip up the body bags, he goes, you should maybe look away. You might not want to see this. Uh, it's a little late for that. A little late. Uh, everyone claps when she flips off the Aryan frat boy. That was a little weird. Is yeah. that is that where the internet stereotype of Americans clapping at everything came from? Uh, yeah, I I, I, I forgot yeah, about I that scene, and then when that happened, I'm like, oof. Like, you know what worked better for that type of scene? In Monster Squad. <laughs> when... when Guys, stop being chicken shits. No, no, no. When uh, when what's his face? When when Rudy makes EJ eat the candy bar off the ground, and all the kids like go ew, and then start Uber clapping. No, oh no, no, no. Sorry, that's 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 she's all that. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. But you know, what I mean, like that makes sense because EJ's a dick. Also, like everyone, why is fat kids so fat? <laughs> God, that oh, was... man, that movie's so good. <laughs> Talking about that movie this whole time. We get it. It's his magnum opus behind Robocop 3. How's that going over there, by the way? 53 (laughs) minutes in. (laughs) God, it's so hard to watch. Um, (laughs) So hard to not watch. I've I've been playing it in the background on mute while we've been recording. (laughs) It it ruined Decker's career. Yeah, it did. Rightfully so. This is such a bad movie, man. Oh, my God. Anyway, so JC's in the bathroom. The slug gets up his pants, and then another one is coming towards coming towards his face, but we cut away. So it's safe to assume. I mean, it's not. I'm just going to assume that he got slugged via his butt. <laughs> it is a bathroom. When the girl having visions of people's heads exploding with slugs asks you to formal... You just fucking roll with it. You, you can't say no. Especially when she looks like that, because, I mean, seriously, Matt cannot help himself right now. <laughs> yeah. There's two reasons to like this movie. Her left and right boob, is that yeah. Are you becoming me? <laughs> Fuck, are you me? There's a, yeah, it's a, I, I know I already mentioned this when we were discussing it, but this is the second movie in as many months where an old man just randomly tells us a story about the most <laughs> traumatic thing that ever happened to him. And without any provocation both times either, he just starts blurting it out. At least this time the kid was like, why telling me this? You know, other than just admitting to murder, was there a reason behind this? I don't, I, I, I guess you said that they burrowed underground, but I did not understand why Axeman came back. Or why that old lady just sat there and watched him come up through the floor. Oh, I'm so shocked with horror. (laughs) Whatever, that scene's awesome, so we don't need an explanation. That adds... sort of it adds grounding to the the theory that she was high on prescription meds because one who who sober watches plan nine from outer space and two when an, a fucking skeleton man with an axe comes up through your floorboard who just sits there staring at it or at the very least who sober watches plan nine from outer space by themselves with their fancy shoes on. <laughs> she was having an evening. She By probably way, cooked herself a real nice dinner, popped in her favorite video. Uh, hey, so so one thing that this, this movie kind of confuses me, well, another thing that confuses me about this film, is the fact that I'm okay with the dog dying and then becoming, like, an antagonist. Because you know how much it fucking bothers me in, like, The Conjuring and every family haunted house movie where they... Where the, the dog bites it first, and there it's just like, 
to get people to care about the family. I'm like, no, make the dog live forever. Like that's is it because but, a cat also ate it? Yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, fuck cats. They're annoying. But no, that <laughs> dog. That dog was like he was real cute, and I didn't have to watch him get turned. And then he got to just cause mayhem, and I was like, ah, this guy's all right by me. I don't know. <laughs> So Dude, have you seen out. High Tension? Um, yeah, I don't remember a dog in it. All, I, though I do remember the killer in the first 10 minutes giving himself a blowjob with a severed head. <laughs> it's the most brutal dog death in any movie. That's probably why I've blocked it from my mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so all of the music in this movie was recorded with a portable keyboard whose batteries <laughs> were dying. Because... <laughs> Especially that opening part where uh, where he sees Cindy for the first time and he's like looking at her across the room. The keyboard was like, like just barely alive. It was too good. At this point, I'm super bummed out that JC is dead. That was a real fucking. That was a hard hit to take. I wasn't happy about that. But then we get to see Brad's death scene, which is fucking amazing. I like. I saw it happen the one time where like he does the headshot, the head splits open, and then he like spews fire in there with the flamethrower. And I was like, I actually laughed out loud. That was so fucking good. And then they do it fifty more times, and I was like, this is fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that special effect, it's just your average everybody dies montage. And then we get to the end, and I'm I think let's be real here. Chick was super cute with the 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 pack on her back. Yeah, yeah, she was. She was. That was when she looked the best in the movie. I think. And Chris just comes off badass when he's just. When they're just strolling through the door, he's just like, get out now! Like, just yelling <laughs> robotically the same thing over and over again. Get out of the house! Get out of the house! So I think the estimated time that it took uh, the detective to count down from 20 was a good full two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Thank goodness everyone got out of the house. He, he was like 20. A full 25 seconds would pass. 19. And then when Chris got upstairs, Chris was like, 16, 17, or uh, like 15, 14, 13. I'm like, you're counting way faster than he was counting, man. You guys are going to be off like, by quite a bit. He had to say, throw me at the end. He had to make up for that. Yeah, true. How great well, would it be, though, if he said, throw me, and then they just stood there for like a solid minute before anything <laughs> Like, it was, it was good. It was, I, I definitely prefer this than to the serious picks that we have got the past couple times. I would rather watch this Ten times, then half a jug face again. <laughs> <laughs> this was really good. It was a good pick, Don. Good on you. You're welcome. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. We're making an ad. Napping ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. (laughs) 
So, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. All right, well, then let's dive into what did we watch this week. Uh, Don, what did you watch this week? Oh, yeah, I saw Sinister 2, and I did not fucking like it. It, it. it took away from the mythos of the first one, and it seemed like it got rewritten a few times. Another one I wanted to mention was An American Nightmare. I don't know if you guys have seen that. No. It's a documentary about it's got Toby Hooper, Cronenberg, Craven. No, it, and, it's not It's not Nightmares and I wonder if it's also called Nightmares in Red, White, and Blue on over here. Oh, I think it's yeah, it's called an American Nightmare here. Wait, but, is, it, uh, is it literally just about like the like the horror films from like the seventies and eighties and its yeah. symbolism to America? Yeah, yeah, that sounds like Nightmares in Red, White, and Blue over here. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that was. I mean, I highly recommend that because it it gives you like reasons why they made those those films and um especially when it comes to like uh the last house on the left i feel like that one gets misinterpreted quite a bit and Wes Craven does a good job of explaining why he did it and the uh the social impact of it of making it and it was just yeah it was really good uh, and i mean well since like west everyone's probably mourning Wes craven this week it's a good thing to add to your list all right so for me i watched urban legend for the first time and oh God such a good knows- movie God knows how long, and this was the first time I think I what? liked it. What the fuck was? What? what are both of you talking about? Urban Legend is so good. Danielle Harris so as I, a goth chick who gets railed. Like, so, wow, so, wow! I just impressed myself with how much I just went back in time one year. <laughs> <laughs> this is like last summer horror club discussions. So, so I, I'm gonna Matt, slightly. Nope, I'm gonna slightly <laughs> agree with uh, with Adam here. Not that I disliked it; I enjoyed it more than I ever enjoyed it before because I used to really hate Urban Legends. But holy shit! Like the the second, like the last third of this movie where they reveal who the killer is, really fucking slows the whole movie down to a. To That's a, my fucking problem with it. It doesn't yeah. understand basic physics. It doesn't understand <laughs> that if one person's size and body weight is not proportionate to another person's size and body weight. Oh, whatever. When she went off fucking mech suit or something when she was picking these people up, like, what is going on in this fucking... But, but that being said, I, I forgot how good the opening to this movie is, because Urban Legends has a really solid opening, even though the one chick... Turn singing, around? Like, yeah, oh, no, that fucking, yeah, that fucking chick can't sing to save her life, which is annoying, but the scene with... Uh, with uh, oh, she deserved to die. Yep, that's it. But no, the scene with uh, uh, Chucky... Repraising his stuttering character from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest as a uh, gas station attendant. Ah, yes. I was totally okay with. I also watched The Dentist for the first time since I was in, Uh, like, high school, and that was unwatchable. Uh, That was a really tough one to get through. Fuck that movie. Uh, And then the last thing I want to talk about was for my weekly weird-ass movie night, we watched Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, which is still great. (laughs) I don't think I'll ever be at a point in my life where I don't think that that movie's fantastic. Good, because I think I've probably quit the podcast if you do. <laughs> I, I think I've watched it uh, three or four more times since we watched it in Horror Club. I, I'm always showing it to people. It's just, it's just so fucking good. Well, the com- the comedic timing throughout that entire film is just so brilliant, 
and and like I don't like throwing the word brilliant around because I feel like that's a word that everybody throws around, but it really is brilliantly done as far as the the comedy is concerned. But that's all I've got, uh, Adam or Scott. I don't know which one of you thinks you have the better movie to end us on. Time in for a sec. Oh yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, going back to it's called The American Nightmare. Okay. And it came out in two thousand. Oh, okay. The one no, you're no, talking that is, about that is not the one I'm thinking of. The one yeah, I'm thinking so of came out a long time ago, uh, uh, recently. Don, yeah, I would tell so. you that we we've moved past that part of the discussion, but I think I heard you loading a rifle on your end of the call <laughs> a minute ago. So <laughs> you just keep talking about whatever you want, buddy. That's all right. Just want to clear it up, Don. Yeah, you go. Uh, well, I watched an hour of RoboCop three. I'm probably not going to watch it. Well, no, I lied. I'm going to skip to the very end of the movie because that shit's fucking funny, no matter what. <laughs> really just such a just so much bad stuff in this movie uh murphy's partner the female his female partner i totally forgot but she dies within like the first 10 minutes of the movie and it was because she didn't want to be in the movie she just <laughs> she was like contract contract contractually obligated to do it and she was like nope this script shit just kill me kill me like right <laughs> off the- there's a, a seven-year-old who can hack computers and robots there's Japanese cyborgs and fucking... Ugh, it's just so bad. It's really bad. Also, I watched Blade the other week, but I forgot to to bring it up when we recorded. The first half of that movie is pretty sweet. I, the, the Blood Rave. I love the Blood Rave. Yeah, like, that shit's sweet. When he, like, keeps chopping the dude's arm off, that's cool. When it gets into the end, where it's, like, they're doing the, like, ritual to bring, bring back the blood demon and stuff, it just... Also, yeah. that's those special effects have not aged well. No, I mean, look, if Big Trouble in Little China can do an exploding, expanding person, then fucking Blade, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's about all. Oh, I reread uh, Garth's Ennis's The Boys. It was a lot easier to read on the second time through. I don't remember if you guys remember when I, if you guys remember when I was telling you about how I was reading it the first time, but it like emotionally crippled me the first time that I read it. So are you now emotionally a quadriplegic? So, no, monkey I'm, shines? Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm telepathically. you slime. <laughs> scum. I think I only ever got through, like, two trades, and I was just like, eh, this is too much. This, this You're talking to the guy who likes crossed, though. Yeah. yeah. I actually, as soon as I started reading that, I, I like, finished it, and I was like, hey, I should read crossed again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so, Scott, take us out. What is? What did you watch this week? I only have one film to talk about this week. Killer workout. Holy shit. <laughs> if you need to masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to. I choose to. But continue. Yeah, continue. I'm interested. <laughs> it's not like I'm letting out pressure or anything. <laughs> oh, my God. Killer workout. So, killer workout is also known as aerobicide. And Death Spa, and each title has its own. Re- it had its own release for some reason. And oh, it's also- Death Spa. Yeah, I know of Death Spa. It's when all you- the same thing. Yeah, it's the same movie. Well, no, but when you were referring to Killer Workout, I had no clue what the fuck you were talking about. But I know of Death Spa. I still haven't seen it, but I'm aware of Death Spa. That's Here's the thing. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I was uh, so. Death Spa is the worst of the three names, in my opinion. Killer Workout is the best name. But Aerobicide has the best cover. Okay. 
I it's just go ahead fucking, and it. it's boobs. <laughs> is that all it is? Uh, I think Robicide's the best name as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I agree with... Uh, they Adam. also have a song called Robicide in the movie. And, and it's great because the first the first aerobics um, class scene that they have is like two minutes of just gratuitous tits and ass like in, in, in aerobics gear. And you're just like, uh, you're embarrassed to watch it because you're like... These women got paid to just do like really, really suggestive aerobics. There's one part where they do this hip thrust, and you're just like, "Oh!" Can I can I can I interrupt to ask a question that I already know the answer to, but our <laughs> listeners don't? Where, where where did you decide to watch Killer Workout, Scott? <laughs> On my laptop. Like, <laughs> were you at home? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. Like, oh no! I, <laughs> I forgot. I've been watching it work at my desk. <laughs> Man, if you if you think your wife catches you like watching shit and that's inappropriate, imagine your boss coming in and seeing fucking a roll beside. Oh, <laughs> oh god! So a roll beside. So I'm watching it and and the, the, there's a kill and there's tits and I'm like oh and so like I. I, 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 I is, is that the sound of you coming at this? No, it's the sound of me like quickly putting putting a a a, a, a Chrome window like over the the screen for a second. So I was like, okay, okay, she's she's in in the uh, the tanning booth. She's gonna die. Like you won't see anything. So we were good. So I got past that and and, it, and I was okay. And then we got to the the first aerobics. Um, <laughs> montage and i'm like yeah i can't watch this at work did you think i don't understand why you thought a movie called killer workout wouldn't have questionable nudity in it and then like, you looked up you looked up the covers for it and one of them was just a big old pair of tits and you're like yeah i'll watch that at work that's no, okay listen no i didn't know about the covers until i was looking at them like that night on my phone okay so like i was safe there but I thought that it was just going to be girls in aerobics outfits. And, I mean, given the the part that I shut off, they actually are just in aerobics outfits. <laughs> but, yeah, they're just really suggestive dances. It's funny because I, I think I was talking to you guys, or maybe Megan, I can't remember, because I did tell her too, and she's like, well, what are you doing with your life? I was trying to watch this movie Deep Throat at work, and like it just didn't <laughs> seem like it was appropriate. That first slut's nine just wasn't working out. <laughs> okay, but but people people do need to know the plot of this movie because they one hundred and ten percent should watch it because it's fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> you can't give away the killer though, because like that is the worst best part of the movie. But you just have to get through. Here here's what you have to watch. The killers, um, you know how in the 80s every killer had to have like a signature murder weapon. This killer's murder weapon is a fucking oversized safety pin. <laughs> <laughs> and they like stab at him and you're like, really? That's you're the, And the girl's like, ah, oh, don't kill me. Oh, you're stabbing me 20 times in the neck. Like they're just, just laying there like letting it happen. I'm like, this isn't prom night. Like, move out of the way. Stop being <laughs> stabbed multiple times with this skinny little prick. <laughs> so anyway, the the killer uses that. But then there's also interspersed with, like, these karate fights. It's pretty crazy. Um, oh, man, I don't know if we watch the same. Because the one that I'm thinking of, it's like there's, like, a ghost in the machine. 
No, no. So maybe Death Spy isn't the same movie, but... No, Death yeah, Spy is just the same movie. I just okay. looked it up. They're two different movies. Okay, but the reason why I got that confused then is because I saw Killer Workout, which... But um, when they're... The, some of the people that are actually attendees of these workouts, they come back after it closes and they've got this yellow spray paint and they're like giggling like they're teenagers, but they're supposed to be 25 or something. And they spray paint aerobicide on one window and then death spa on the other window. I'm like, oh, okay, so it's death spa. Oh, okay, it made sense. So I guess I was wrong. I guess I have to watch death spa this week so that I can atone for my sin. Uh, <laughs> you, it can't one- be worse than the movie. You absolutely do need to watch Death Spa because Death Spa's plot hinges on a ghost sort of inhabiting a computer that runs a spa. So she, the ghost is using all the computer equipment to kill people, like locking somebody in a sauna and turning it up and boiling them alive and stuff. But then also occasionally a, a barbell will just be jammed through the back of somebody's head. And it's like, well, is there computer equipment inside a barbell? It's, there's no reason for that. Like, what the fuck? I'll watch Killer Workout this week if you watch uh, Despa. It's a date. I, I will. <laughs> like, whatever. Great. Uh, um, so here, get ready for to, there to be gratuitous boobs, but they're all clothed. I mean, it's not really like super sexy. It's just inappropriate for work. Also, let me just get this out of the way here. That I'm sitting at my at my desk, think, watching this, trying to watch this. You know, killer workout, and and I, and like I shut it off, and I g chat Megan, and I'm like, yeah, I had to shut that off. That was way too inappropriate for work. And I was like, dot dot dot. I could be watching someone. I could be watching the remake of Evil Dead, and not even worry about if somebody was looking over my shoulder. You know, there's like gore everywhere, but some some suggestive aerobicize, like workout stuff. Like I could lose my job. That's America second, for you. The second people start jazzercising, it's over, man. You're out of <laughs> yeah. You know they should have named this movie Jizzercise. <laughs> I'm sure. Google it. I 100% guarantee there's such a thing. <laughs> Wait, let me put on Incognito first. <laughs> well, that was Night of the Creeps. Big thanks to Don for picking that one. Uh, next week, we're picking. We're, we're watching Jennifer's Body, which Scott is making us watch. You're gonna like it, so shut your fucking mouth. I probably will. I, I have no <laughs> doubt that I'm gonna like Jennifer's Body. Adam, uh, not and so also much. the movie. Yeah, here, here's a question that's relevant to me: Am I gonna like it? I want to <laughs> say no. I don't think I, I don't am. care though. I really don't care. I've been well, waiting for that movie. Adam, let's think about it this way: it it has to be better than Jugface or RoboCop Three. So. <laughs> You're probably on an upward trajectory as far as the movies that you have to watch so I guess far. so. I'm also watching Killer Workout this week, though, so what the fuck? You're going to have a great fucking week. All right. <laughs> uh, so just a reminder that we are always looking for new suggestions for movies to watch. We've got a couple emails that have been coming in, so much appreciated. Contact us at hmnpodcast at gmail.com to let us know what movies you think we should watch on Horror Movie Night. We're always open to, to some ideas. And then also, uh, let's see, what's a good question for, for this week's episode? You know, send us a picture of uh, a slug in your mouth. Uh, no. <laughs> no, don't do that. What the fuck? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> just go it's it's that time of year where the slugs are out just go pick one up 
Okay, does Jizzer Size exist? Have you seen it? If you haven't, will you watch us and tell us about it? Will Thank you watch you. us watch it? <laughs> Should we do a live commentary track for Jizzer Size? Uh, I think we all already know the answer to that as a resounding yes. Uh, there's always time to also join the Facebook page. Check us out on Twitter, although we very rarely use it. And check us out at our horror club on the reddit.com website. That's all for now. Don't forget to check in next week when we're talking about Jennifer's body. What are you doing? What's Shut happening it over there? Is that is that another person on the call? No, it's, it's Don. somebody. <laughs> Don, it's it's Don reminding me why I don't like having guests on the show. <laughs> I have no girls in my place. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> oh, he's working on his ventriloquist act. All right. <laughs> you're a dummy. No, you're the dummy. See? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> fucking hell! I completely lost my point now. <laughs> Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. We're making an ad. Napping ads. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm -hmm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. (laughs) So, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad! That's the ad. That's the ad. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 